Impact People, the podcast, has been all over the place lately. We've been in The Hague for Capital Ideas, Stockholm for EIB's Social Innovation Tournament, lots of special live episodes, lots of places to be. But I guess that makes sense because you know what else you'll find all over the place? Impact People. We are everywhere. Check this out. We're pulling into Cairo Station. Today, we're bringing it back to the Middle East and North Africa, which is, after all, where Impact Together, the project, is happening. Ramping up, in fact. Here to join me is Mariam from Hivos, the regional partner for Impact Together. Let's have a listen. Will you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about Hivos? Of course. This is Mariam Abdekarim. I'm um, the business development manager for climate justice projects in the MENA region at Hivos. And I'm dialing in from Cairo, <laughs> Egypt. Um, let me tell you more about Evos. We are uh, an INGO, an international NGO. Uh, we're originally Dutch. We're based in the Netherlands and we have different hubs across the regions. And, um, we're mostly working on, uh, topics related to, um, human development. And in this, we work on different topics, but we focus uh, in the MENA region a lot on climate justice. So on this, we work on topics related to uh, green entrepreneurship social enterprises, and the subtopics that fit into this, uh, all working on uh, promoting a just transition in the region where we make sure that as we are moving towards a greener economy, that this transition is um, making sure that we include all um, everyone in the society or everyone in the community um, and making sure that no one is left behind. Yes, And maybe a bit about you personally. Can you describe how your career journey took you into the impact space? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I've always been interested into helping people and the community. And the only thing I knew back at that time is that uh, engaging in volunteer work and community work is the only way to do it until I graduated from university and got introduced to the work in the development world, where I finally found a way in which I can help people and the community while also making sure that after my support is over, that they can still carry on with their lives. I mean, that's the thing we do in the development sector, that we make sure that people get a benefit today, get something that they learn and know about, that they can apply over their course, their course of lifetime and create meaningful results out of it, whether it's generating income or engaging in a job. So after I graduated, I joined the sector after move, after being an academic for a couple of years. I, I felt like I've been studying a lot about how we can make lives better. And it's, uh, it's a time to move into making this into action. Uh, and the more I delved into working in this sector, the more I found myself interested in what the private sector offers when they have a mission. Um, and this is what actually introduced me to social enterprises, that I saw that enterprises that have a strong mission to help the community or a specific target group that they serve, 
um, they do very well when they have a viable business model that actually creates a sustained revenue or a source of income that makes this impact going and rolling for a long time. Um, and the more I dived into this, the more I came into the impact investing world and social entrepreneurship. And I've been there for a while. Yeah. So th that's fascinating because because when you made this leap from yeah, the world of, of academia, when it, where a lot of people start and you get the theory part of it, and then you leap into the, the action part. Um, did you feel more connected to the people at that point? You know, that's actually one of the most interesting things that I have experienced because it's very easy for you to sit in an office and with all the theoretical models that you know and the knowledge that you have, you come up with a, a very good program design that hits all the, the checkpoints that you're looking for. But then you go and talk to people in the field and you start to see another dimension that you haven't realized while you were developing the project in your office. Um, so the more I dealt with people, the more I felt connected with them and the more I understood the context in which they are operating. And that made a huge difference in, in the way I think and in the way I design projects and I, the way I see interventions overall. Because when you put the human factor into the equation, everything changes. Because you could think that if we give people some sort of training and capacity building, that they will directly use it to generate a source of income for their family. But when you look at it, you'll find that some people are quite discouraged to engage in a specific profession or that um, they're not okay working within a certain group of people within their community. And like the possibilities are endless. The more you connect with people, the, the, the quite... Um, the, like the, the things you get out of the field makes you feel completely different and you see things differently. So yeah, shifting from academia to practitioner's world made me feel more connected to people, of course. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the question of context here. I'm wondering if we can jump into that. So what are some of the greatest barriers to your work, to building a green economy in, in MENA? Well, the context is a big part of it, but if we're going to look at building a green economy in the MENA region, you have to look at it at a different level. So if you look on a high over macro policy level, you'll find that there are a lot of challenges related to integrating the concept of green into the work uh, and the initiatives uh, promoted by governments. I'm happy to see that this is changing now across MENA countries where you see that green is on the agenda of governments, but we need more work to be done on this policy level because if it's not mainstreamed and not only like an umbrella we work on or like a topic that we need to work on, um, this progress will not happen. So it has to be mainstreamed across all activities and initiatives we take in order for other actors in the uh, economy fee to feel like that this is an, a priority topic and that they need to engage in. If you go like a little bit more in depth when you talk about the different levels we want to talk about, uh, building a green economy means that if I'm a business or uh, an enterprise that's looking for um, support to become more green or transition or even start into this green economy, I need to have a supportive ecosystem that gives me all the technical and non-technical support that fits the vision I have for a green business. So a lot of work needs to be done on this level related to business support organizations and business development service providers. Um, to make sure that they are ready to support this type of businesses. This is a long, long way that we need to work on because the number of 
support organizations working on this topic um, is growing, but they still need a lot of capacity building to really support green economy or green uh, businesses. And if you want to go like a little, little bit more deeper as well and look at the enterprise level itself, you'll see that there's a huge gap in the in the understanding of what's green and what's the transition and also how to make sure that women are included in this transition and that it's just and that's providing good criteria of what's uh, a decent job for the workers who are uh, engaged in this sector. So there are like a couple of different barriers that interact together when it comes to how we can transition into a greener economy or creating green jobs. But I'm quite positive because we're making good progress on this level. Well, thank you for taking me level by level there. I can see you. So I can see you making a, a motion with your hand for, for each of them. Um, I'm wondering if there's, if there's another level still that, that you have any insight about. And that's just how, okay, what's the, what's the feeling among the general population about, uh, terms like the green economy? Like how, anything to say about that? Yes, yes, Ben, because, you know, this green transition and the green terminologies are like being spread around just like recently and people are continuously using these terminologies without really understanding what it is about. And still we see that people are debating, for example, if we talk about climate change and then we see that we need to be more green to mitigate and adapt to changes, people are still quite doubting that there's climate change and that we need to work around it. But everything around us has been telling us, no, we're feeling the impact and we're feeling the consequences and we need to be more conscious about it. So I think there's a huge way to go on awareness to the general public about what is green and what's why it's important and why each individual needs to be very conscious about their con- consumption and what they are contributing with. Indeed. Um, yeah, thank you for your perspective on that. Um, so green appears in the name of one of Hivos's initiatives. I'm wondering if you could tell us a bit about Greenworks and the Challenge Fund for a Just Transition. Yes. Um, Greenworks is one of our flagship projects in the region. Uh, it has been operating since 2019 and ongoing and closing in 2024. It's uh, supported by the Dutch Ministry of Foreign Affairs um, and working in Egypt, Tunisia and Algeria. So what we're basically doing in uh, Greenworks is that we're supporting uh, job creation and enterprises working in the green sector and technology sector um, with the target of creating around 9,000 jobs, green jobs. Um, on this level or on, on the level of green works, we're trying to work with all members of the ecosystem that support the development of the green um, enterprises world. So we're working with investors, the investment ecosystem, and we're working with social enterprises or green enterprises themselves, or what we call small and growing businesses. And what we're trying to do is that we're trying to make this alliance where um, all partners that we're working with in the different countries come together and solve a piece of the bigger puzzle that we're trying to put together and see how we can help social enterprises working on the green sector to grow, expand and create more impact and create jobs um, for the community. And while doing this, we want to always push for the narrative that green enterprises are 
offer good environmental returns, positive environmental returns, while also uh, being profitable. And that's the rhetoric that we're pushing for as we work, that they are responsible and profitable ventures as well. When you push that narrative, what are some of the examples that you that you hold to the light? We hold to the light that the enterprises that we're supporting, that the, uh, the SGBs, the small and growing businesses that we have supported through our program, that they are growing, creating impact, and they have viable business models that offer uh, evidence for growth. And we're trying to bring in um, support from our program to them to, to de-risk them. So, you know, like traditional investors would always come and tell you, why would I put my money in a venture that is um, creating impact without any solid returns to the money um, that I put in it, which is basically return on investment. And what we're trying to do in the development world is that we de-risk these enterprises. And we say that they offer a viable business model, just put your money into it. They're going to create returns for you. And also... The more we worked around that, the learnings that we have gathered showed that, um, and also not only general learnings, but local learnings by our partners helped us to see that there is a sound model where we can support enterprises that are working in the context of a cluster. So a cluster approach basically means that there's a leader and sub or micro enterprises who support or work with this leader. And if they're all operating in the the green sector, it means that we are actually doubling the impact and we're making sure that others are benefiting as well, not only the lead enterprise. And these learnings is what led to the Challenge Fund for Just Transition, our other related program, also operating in Egypt, uh, Tunisia, Morocco, and Algeria. And it's operating since 2022 up until 2025. And we're also pushing for the same narrative where we are supporting green enterprises and helping them also raise um, additional funds for their businesses to make sure that they achieve their targets and that they grow themselves as an enterprise to support the narrative that we're trying to push around the region. To switch gears a little bit, I understand on the 14th and 15th of November, Hivos is going to be hosting a track on impact investing at the VC Summit in Cairo. So uh, what's your elevator pitch for this, for impact investors considering deploying funds in the MENA region? Yes, that's a tough one. <laughs> An elevator pitch for impact investors. <laughs> so what I can definitely say, and keeping it very short and simple, is that there's a huge, huge opportunity in the MENA sector, in the MENA region in general, in the market. And um, if the right amount of funds are deployed in this region, the amount of returns are horrendous because that's a growing market in the region. Like if we're going to talk about impact work, it's growing, it's uh, it's expanding in the coming years. And the customer base is huge. So the returns on your money are quite um, secured. Let me not say like they are 100% secured, but I'm going to say that we're confident that there's a huge potential for investment in the main region, impact investment. Okay, so that's for impact investors. I'm wondering if you have a call to action for policymakers as well. Yes, yes, we need a lot of support. I mean, um, 
the the work that needs to be done on an impact level for communities cannot be done only by uh, the general efforts that we see in the economy. And we need to have support for other alternative sources of funds that put money into the same cause. So we need support from policymakers who can make frameworks and policies and regulations more supportive of impact investment, social entrepreneurship, green work. Um, this all needs to be done on a policy level for us to be able to support the businesses. Because at the end of the day, if the regulations, rules and frameworks in place do not encourage these um, enterprises to flourish and for investors to put their money um, while feeling secure, we're not going to progress anywhere. So we need all the support of policymakers to make this work. Support, support, support. Well, thank you. Um, we're getting to it right at the end, which might seem strange, but part of the reason we're talking today is um, because of Hevo's role in the Impact Together project. Do you want to say just a little bit about that? Yes, of course. So um, HIFUS is a regional partner for the Impact Together project, and our role actually revolves around the fact that we are a regional partner giving support to all uh other partners on the project working in the different countries involved. Um, and as I say that we are a supporting partner, um, our role gets defined and shaped as we go because we respond to the kind of support that the partners and the project needs. But as we speak today uh, and confidently, we are providing support in terms of putting our knowledge that we have um, gained across the years in our work in Greenworks and the Challenge Fund, as well as from other experiences in other regions covered by HIVOS, and how we can support the ecosystem to be more driven towards impact investment and supporting social enterprises and give support to green enterprises in specific. And with this, we're trying to bring in the stakeholders we have engaged with across the region, all on the table with the partners that we work with under Impact Together to push for the narrative that we're trying to promote under the Impact Together project about impact investments and social entrepreneurship. In addition to that, um, through our learnings under the Challenge Fund and Greenworks, we were able to establish monitoring and evaluation frameworks and criteria to how to measure and assess green, decent jobs. Um, and this is what we're trying to also adapt into the project because the high over goal is to create jobs. So we were able to create this framework where we can measure, count and assess the quality of the jobs we are creating. So us as HIVOS, we're trying to put this knowledge on the table to all partners and help adapting it to the context of the project that this role is going to get more and more shaped and refined the more we go and the more we understand um, what kind of support is needed to make the overall goal of the project uh, impact together happen. Totally understood that it's an evolving role, but I thank you for taking it through, taking me through it so far and taking our listeners through it. My pleasure. Uh, it ins inspires me to want to do a follow up episode <laughs> maybe in, in a year's time. And I, yeah, I hope you'll do it with me, Mario. We'd love to. <laughs> so, Mariam and I were not literally in Cairo Station, we were online. And I don't always get to meet the guests of Impact People in person. But in Mariam's case, yes, we are going to meet. Because we're both going to be at Impact Week in Torino, November 22nd through 24th. 
In fact, there's a major delegation from Impact Together coming to the event. There will be surprises from Mina, from Impact People. The people, I mean, but also the podcast. And if you're confused, I am too a little bit, but that's all right, because there's one sure thing I want to share. If you're looking to connect with change makers and ecosystem builders and impact people of all shapes and sizes in the MENA region, I strongly suggest going to Impact Week. You can check out more at impactweek.eu. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to Mariam for coming on. And thanks also to the many other lovely hosts throughout the EVPA podcast universe. The original, the originator, Ryan Grant Little, whose podcast Sound Funding has been an inspiration. Alessia, hosting Torino by Impact. We got Gianluca and Arnau doing their thing, keeping it focused with focus on impact. Check them out. And as always, thank you to Nate and Alon for producing. You two are EVPA's golden angels of podcasting. Till next time, impact people. 